0: Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala Sayyidina Tahiri Allahumma khadr ala Muhammad Wa ala Muhammad Allahumma akharajni min thulumat alwa Wa akharabni min Allahumma rahmatik Fanshur alayna khadra wa Rahmatika ya arhamal rahim We've been studying divine justice and wisdom, and then we talked about some of the problems that exist in the world, whether it be natural problems, natural catastrophes, or moral problems which are caused by man's misuse of his free will, like wars, corruption, murders, and so on and so forth. Alhamdulillah we managed to talk about suffering and now I want to continue that discussion and inshallah if possible then we can see what is uh, Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we don't manage to finish this, then Lordship would be for the next session. This world, which is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not perfect. This is a very delicate issue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect. And he is the one who has all the knowledge and all the power to create the best things. But when it comes to the things which are created, it doesn't mean that everything which is created has to be perfect. Because when the world is created, it's created in a kind of system, as a kind of system. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the world of spirits, Allah has created the world of matters, and this world of matters or dunya, the world of physics, the world in which we have limitations is not perfect, not because Allah didn't want to make it perfect or Allah didn't have knowledge to make it perfect or didn't have power to make it perfect. No, this cannot be perfect by its own very nature. If you want perfection, perfection is in the world of the spirits. Perfection is in heaven. When you are talking about world of matters, there cannot be perfection. This is why we say that this is the best possible world. The best possible world. So among different possibilities that material world could have, this is the best. But the material world as such is not the best. There are lots of interactions. For example, in the world of... Physics, in the material world, in dunya, whether you like it or not, there is limitation. For example, imagine if we have very good and fertile land (coughs) next to a river. It's not possible everyone can have it. When someone has it, others cannot have it. If there is a I don't know, tree, which has hundred apples. Okay, so not millions of people can eat from that tree. There's limitation. There is quota, restriction, limitation. Or if someone is, for example, driving carelessly and hits you, without your fault, without your, you know, bad action, you will be suffering as a result of someone else's carelessness. Okay? So, because this is the world in which we are faced with limitations, we are faced with other factors that can affect us, therefore this world cannot be perfect. Yes, inshallah, when you go to heaven, then that's perfect. In heaven, if... You want something, you will not be told, I am sorry, already someone else has got this. So you have to <laughs> suffer because we have given this to someone else. No. All people can have what they want. Lahumma <laughs> yashauna يَشَاءُونَ Whatever you like, you can have it. You will not be affected by bad behavior of other people. Sometimes, you know, people's words or deeds affect us in dunya. You know, you want to have a very good day, you go out of home, then someone, you know, says something bad, you know, and affects you. Of course, you have to be strong not to be affected, but sometimes you are affected. But in heaven, you will not hear anything bad. لا يسمعون فيها لا You will not hear bad words, you will not see bad actions, no one is going to harm you. So, that's the perfection. Therefore, if someone is mentioning some of the problems in this world, and by mentioning these problems wants to say that this world is not perfect, we ourselves say from the beginning that this world is not supposed to be perfect because it's not possible to be perfect. If you want, Physical world it means that you accept all these limitations. I sometimes mention this example that (coughs) Mowlavi Rumi in Masnavi says a person went to have a tattoo of lion, and when that person started putting needles, you know, was very painful. He didn't have any idea that it's so painful. So when he saw that there is great pain, he said, What type what part of the lion is this? Says a nail. Uh, sorry, tail. Said, no need to. Then again he started, said, What part is this? The legs. No leg. <laughs> then again he started, what is this? Said a stomach. No stomach then neck no neck head no head so that person got angry and he said do you want me to create something that even god has not created a lion without head and neck and stomach and legs and tail even god has not created okay Naofar is Nioppha. Even God has not created such a thing. If you want lion, it has to have these things, therefore you have to have the pain for having these things. If you want Dunya, if you want Earth as a planet, then this Earth is limited. There would be earthquakes, there would be a storm, there would be floods, different things. The second point is that also to judge whether something is good or not, we have to see whether it is good for our purpose or not. It's a very important point. Although this world, physical world, is not perfect, but for the purpose that Allah has had, This is the best. Because we wanted to have a world in which there would be trials and tests. Yeah? If we are putting people in heaven from the beginning, so there would be no test. We want to test people. So we have to have a world in which sometimes people become hungry sometimes they become thirsty sometimes they become poor sometimes they become ill sometimes they are being treated without justice sometimes people are not showing mercy to them how do they react or for example if you have been given money how do you react if you have been given power how do you react okay we wanted a world in which people would be tested. This is actually the world in which we have the best options for testing. لَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ As Allah says in the Quran, لَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوْعِ وَنَقْسٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرَ الصَّابِرِ We are going to certainly test you. With fear, hope, juh, hunger, loss in <coughs> lives and fruits, which means fruits literally or means fruits of your life. You are going to be tested. Or there are other <coughs> verses. Ahasib <coughs> for example, in Surah An-Kabood. <coughs> Ahasib an-yotraku, an-ya'ulu do people think that just by saying we believe they are not going to be tested maybe we just left so for the purpose that allah has which is to give us opportunities to show our character to show our Piety or lack of piety, to be grateful or not grateful, Emma Chakra or Emma Kafura, this world is actually the best. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, this is the second point. And the third point is that some of the problems that exist in the world are caused by the nature of this world and therefore they are not possible to be avoided. But there are also problems that unfortunately we have created. For them, we should be responsible. For example, sometimes we destroy forests. We cut all the trees, and then when rain comes, it becomes a flood. This is our problem. Sometimes, you know, we waste water, then we have shortage of water. We should blame ourselves. Sometimes we do some tests, you know, when they make these nuclear, you know, bombs, you know, they do tests, And God knows what damage those tests are going to cause to the different layers of the earth. They can cause earthquake, maybe thousands of miles away. They can cause lots of difficulties. They can disturb the system of the nature. So much pollution we are making. You know, the amount of waste that has been produced in the last 50, 60 years is equal to all the waste created in the history of humanity. How much we are wasting and creating waste. You know When I go to sometimes these super stores you know, or I saw lorries that, you know, they bring supplies, I say, look, half of it becomes waste. Because there's packing, you know, plastic and you know, all these things, you know whatever we see beautiful but if you look at it half of it is waste unfortunately this is uh, in addition to the waste of the food that happens you know in some places so these are the problems which are created by us and that's something that we have to accept responsibility we cannot blame the creation for this or sometimes when it comes to our personal lives or life of a nation sometimes it's their own problem for example there are people who are passive and let tyrant people rule them then they say oh allah why we are suffering okay you yourself have put these people in charge or have been at least accepting this sometimes we make bad decisions and then we suffer For example, you know, when you want to buy a house, you have to be careful. You may buy a house that has very bad neighborhood. Then you suffer. Always noise or, you know, I don't know, fight. Okay, you have to be careful. When you want to marry, you have to be careful. When you have children, you have to be careful in the way you upbring them. If later your children show no good manners to you, You should not blame the creation. This is either you have not been careful or you know they have been not careful. So these are the things that also we have to take into account. And the other point is lots of actually good things can happen in the time of difficulties. I'm not saying difficulties are to be welcomed. Or we have to create difficulties for ourselves I'm not saying that what I'm saying that if it happens that you are faced with difficulties don't take it as a sign of failure in future we talked about this last week about how some people think that if someone suffers a sign of not being loved by Allah and it can be actually opposite. I'm not saying all those who are suffering, it's because they're loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it's possible that someone is suffering because he's loved and Allah wants, especially a right for him. That's one point. The other point is that through the difficulties, you can really build your character. Imagine if you have two people Two child, one is put in a family that provide him everything quickly, immediately, in excess. Do you think this child is going to have a bright future? If he has not worked for anything, if he has not waited for anything, even they don't ask him to wait. They give him things without him asking. As soon as they guess he wants something, they buy for him. This child is not going to be a strong person in the future. But if there has been a child who has received love and care, but at the same time has seen realities of the life, sometimes you want something and it's not possible to buy, it's not available, or it's not good for you. Sometimes you see that your parents cannot afford for example, to send you to the best school or to buy for you, you know, what you like. These are difficult for a child. As a child, maybe you wish that you were not in this situation. But when you grow up, then you realize that actually those difficulties that you went through were were very helpful for you. You know, someone was saying something nice, was saying that, the difficulties finish but later when you reflect on the difficulties that you have been through you have a kind of feeling of happiness you know for example if someone had to work to earn and pay for his education or education and someone was given everything free Two students, one of them has to work, you know, go to takeaway or, you know, to shop, you know, to work, to earn and, you know, spend uh, lots of time on working. Another person, his father was paying, you know, everything. Okay. At that time, it's difficult. But after 10, 20, 30 years, when you go back and reflect on your history, you feel that you are proud. I was able to work and study okay you know I remember when I was for example uh, going to Tehran University because at one point uh, after uh, some years of a study in Qom, I decided also to do some Western philosophy so Because at that time, we didn't have a degree on Western philosophy. So I used to go to Tehran University once a week or twice a week. uh, But coming back to Qom because I didn't want to lose my study in Qom. So I remember sometimes I had class in Tehran at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I used to live in a place in uh, Qom that there was no transport at that time to city center. Normally they come in you know, at 7 o'clock, for example. So with difficulties, I had to reach Haram, take a bus, then arrive in Tehran, then from Tehran take a taxi or bus, and then be in the class for 8 o'clock or 8.20, something that at least I am not missing the plan. It was very difficult for me, but now, When I look at that, I say, Alhamdulillah, I was able to be persistent and achieve my goals. So, the difficulties finish, but they actually become the highlights of your life. The highlights of your life become the difficulties. Many things we have learned either as individuals or as humanity in the times of difficulties. In the time of difficulties, we learn techniques that can help us. If there was no illness, do you think medicine was developed? It's because of illness that we have developed medicine. It's because of problems For example in food that we have developed different kinds of farming you know how to farm with little water how to farm you know for example in the environments which are not very friendly about energy if we had plenty of you know oil everywhere you're not thinking of using for example other types of energy so we are learning also in this process how to benefit from the potentials that are in the world also in the time of difficulties this is also a very important aspect in the time of difficulties we have great opportunities for proving our charitable nature our love For each other if everyone was okay and everyone had no problem no shortage then we were not able to do something good for each other if we had no orphans and no poor people and no ill people and no refugees then how are you going to do something good in the time of difficulties we have opportunities to do something good and it is in the time of difficulties that you can realize who is a good friend, who is a good human being. When everything is okay, you cannot realize whether this is a good friend, a real friend or not. You know, when you are in a university and you want to go to a coffee shop, there are tens of people who are happy to come with you to coffee shop. But if you are in university and you have difficulties, you hardly find, you know, even one person that is ready to sacrifice for you. For going to coffee shop, many people come, especially if you pay for them. But to sacrifice their comfort for you, their convenience for you, their time for you, their money for you, that's not easily found. Sometimes it's good if you spend years on finding such good friends. And you can find only these good friends in the time of difficulties, not in time of ease and abundance. Okay, now I think we can move on to the next discussion. And that is about the rububi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, in the Qur'an, we have a very common uh, term, that is Rabb. Allah is Rabb. In English, we say Lord. Rab in Arabic means to be in charge. Someone who is in charge of something is Rab. For example, a lady who is in charge of home affairs is called Rabbatul Bayt or Rabbatul Dar. Sometimes, for example, a person is uh, in charge of some animals. He is the rab for those animals, like Hazrat Abdul Muttalib. When he went to see Abrahe, as you know, this story is a very special story. When he went to Abrahe, Abrahe was very impressed by his charisma. And that was when Abrahe had stationed outside Mecca with his army, and they were going to attack Kaaba. So he was very impressed by Hazrat Abdul Muttalib. And he was expecting that Hazrat Abdul Muttalib would ask him not to attack Kaaba. But to his surprise, Hazrat Abdul Muttalib didn't speak about Kaaba and said, Release my camels. Because he had confiscated the camels around Makkah. So Abraham said, why you only ask me about animals, such a person like you? We should, you know, be giving him his request, even if it's something more. He said, I am the lord of the camels. I'm not the lord of the house. Although he was the person who was you know patron was guardian as you know we say you know patron of Kaaba but he said I am not Lord I'm not in charge of Kaaba Kaaba has its own Lord so rab means someone who is in charge who is responsible Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Rabb for this world. Not only he has created this world, he is also maintaining this world. <coughs> Our ulama divide lordship into two classes, two groups. Al-Rububiyya and Okay. You have lordship, which is means generative. Allah creates what we need. For example, you need food. A child who is not yet born, mother's body becomes ready to provide him with milk to foster him so there is a lord for that baby who is doing and providing him with what he needs all the animals all the plants they have their supplies When it comes to oxygen, to light, to air, everything. Water. But we have also a rububiyya at tashriiyya legislative lordship. Not only Allah has created us and provided us with what we need, He also has guided us. Okay? fir'aun Ask Musa alayhi salam and Harun وَمَنْ رَبُّكُمَا يَا مُوسَى Who is your Lord? رَب Who is your Lord? قَالَ رَبُّنَا الَّذِي أَعْطَى كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلْقَهُ ثُمَّ Hada. Our Lord is the one who has created everything. Has given everything its due creation. كُلَّ شَيْءٍ Then he guided. Inshallah, in the unit on the prophethood, which is unit 4, we will talk about this general principle of guidance. We call it al-hidayah Al-Hidayatul الْعَامَّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given everything its guidance. Also, in Surah A'la, we say, الَّذِي خَلَقَ فَسَوَّهُ وَالَّذِي So, not only he has created and completed the creation of everything, but he has also measured and guided. So, Rububiyyah has two branches. In the same way that parents also should do two things. Parents should be Responsible for giving birth and looking after the physical needs of the child But also they should be responsible for guidance of the child Yeah A good father or mother both does the both Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also doing rububiyya at taqviniyya and at tashriqiyya And if you look carefully at the concept of Rububiya, you find that Rububiya cannot be separated from Khaliqiyya, creatorship. Because it's not possible that someone is our rab without being our creator. Because when he's supplying you with what you need and he is growing you and developing you, it means that he is creating you in the way that can develop and he's creating for you what you need so it's a matter of creation we cannot have a world which is created by someone and then is under rubbi of another person don't think it is like for example someone makes a house another person becomes the manager someone m- makes a school another person becomes manager no Here, lordship cannot be separated from creatorship. Is it clear? Because everything that we use, even we ourselves, are created by the one who is responsible and in charge. Therefore, if someone believes that Allah is the only Rabb, it means that he has already accepted that Allah is the only creator. This is a presupposition for that. In order to become a muwahhid, in order to be accepted and recognized as a monotheist, you know monotheist, muwahhid. You should believe in several things. One, unity of God in his essence, we have only one necessary being. Unity of God with respect to his attributes. What does it mean unity of God with respect to his attributes? At Tohido Safati, it means that divine attributes are only different from each other in concepts, not in existence. God's knowledge and power and life and will are not separate realities, are not separate beings. There is only one reality from which we abstract different concepts. All the attributes of God are identical with each other and with the essence of God. The only difference is concept. We explained this before. Then we have Tawheed with respect to the actions. Tawheed Af'ali. Everything that happens in this world is an action of God. Of course, it can be a hierarchy. But in the end, everything, that even what we do, is an action of God. No action takes place unless it is created by God. And then we have under this... At Tawheed fil So creation is only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At Tawheed Lordship is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At Tawheed fil We should only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because we should only worship the one who is creating us, who is Lord of us. We cannot. And we should not worship anyone else. I have received everything from Allah, then I worship someone else? doesn't make sense. Why I should worship someone if he has not created me, if he has not been my Lord? I have to be free. So there are different aspects of unity which come one after the other. If you look at Shaitan, Iblis, and reflect on what was his problem, do you think Shaitan had a problem in accepting that there is only one God with respect to his essence? Did he have a problem with Tawheed, Fazat? No. Did he have a problem with Tawhid in Sephard? No. Did you have t- problem with tawheed in action? No. Shaitan was aware that Allah has created everything. Even he said, He didn't say I created myself or I was created by a chance. He said, You created me from fire, you created Adam from clay. Yeah? The problem with Iblis was, of course, one of the problems was he didn't believe that he has to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100%. He wanted to obey Allah as much as suits him. Maybe 99% of the times he had no problem. Yeah. He had only problem when Allah asked him to prostrate before Adam, otherwise he had no problem. If he was asked to do sajda, ruku, salat, zakat, siyam, fasting, he had no problem. When, when Allah asked him to do sajda before Adam, he had problem. And then he questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when he made the mistake. Instead of correcting himself, what did he do? He insisted and he actually put the blame on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, -hmm. My Lord, he says, My Lord, my Lord, because you have deceived me, I'm going to deceive them. So he put the blame on na'uzubillah of course he wanted he cannot put but he wanted to put the blame on allah subhanahu he made the mistake and instead of correcting this very bad thing that we can do and it's satanic sometimes we make mistake okay inshallah we should try our best not to make mistakes some of the mistakes actually can be avoided you know it is true that we are fallible but many mistakes can be avoided. When you, for example, when you don't know how to drive, you can me- make mistakes. OK, go and learn. When you don't know, for example, Islamic rulings about is- you know, issues and give ideas to people, you can make mistakes. OK, don't make mistakes. Go and learn. But sometimes there are mistakes that we cannot avoid. It happens. So far it's okay. If you couldn't control, you couldn't avoid, okay, you make a mistake. But now what do you do? Do tawbah. Try to restore the damage, try to compensate. Adam, alayhi salam, when made the mistake, he accepted the responsibility. said, Rabbana inna na dhalamna anfusana. said, we have done injustice to ourselves. Please forgive us. If you don't forgive us, we will be losers. Compare this to Ablis. First of all, Ablis didn't do Zulm only to himself. Ablis did Zulm to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve did Zol only to themselves, not to other people. Do you get the point? Adam didn't do harm to anyone else. He made mistakes and he himself as a result suffered. Iblis did zulm to others. This is one point. The second point, Adam regretted and repented and asked Allah for help. Iblis didn't regret, insisted, and instead of asking Allah for help, he threatened Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and declared a kind of war. So this is the difference between Adam and Satan. How you deal with your mistakes. This is the very important thing. So... Rububiyyah is a very important aspect of our faith, our relation with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. To believe that He is the one that has control over my life, He is the one to whom I should refer. We respect everyone. I am respectful. To everyone around in particular I am very respectful to my parents to my teachers to my I don't know uh, colleagues in the work but we have to know that no good comes from these people unless it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the main supplier he is the main source We love our parents. We are ready to do everything for our parents. Yeah? We could not exist without our parents. But can you compare your parents with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who created your parents? Who put your love in the hearts of your parents? Who has given them everything so that they can give you? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's very important for us not only to believe in Allah's Lordship, but also to reflect and try to make it very important part of our daily thinking and reflection that He is my Lord. And for everything I refer to Him. At the same time that we don't forget. Uh, normal life I go and work I go and shop when I become ill I go to doctor I take medicine okay we have to consider all these things but in everything that you do you should know that success and good effect come from Allah Subhanahu not the doctor not the medicine not the food not my company or office, they are not my razaq, they are not my shafi, they are not my healer. Every good is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distributes the good through different channels. And also He expects us to know how to work with these channels and how to work with the asbab, with the causes and effects Allah is hesitant to conduct and to run things except through the causes okay so if you want res, you have to work if you want shifa you have to go to doctor but don't forget to pray don't forget to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He is the main one. He wants you to play the game. It's like a game that you have to play. But you shouldn't think that this is only the game that is working. You go every day, open your shop, for example. Try to please your customers. Try to buy the best, I don't know, supplies. Okay, this is what you have to do. But don't think that your rez is coming from what you are doing. Your result is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is about Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Uluhiyya. And inshallah we continue this discussion next week.